what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help inspire creativity and I'm trying to help inspire other people to see, wow, if this person can do this, you know, using these tools, maybe I could do this as well and I can learn this. The, the tool was given to us to design our products and I saw more with it. I saw a tool that I can create anything that I wanted to. I've had plenty of people saying, make this prop for me or make this for me. I'll pay you. I was like, I'd rather spend the time showing you how to do it yourself because that's more valuable than paying me for a prop. Welcome back to the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and I want to thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Born to Design podcast. 3D printing expert shares tips on getting started. Today, I'm talking with the one and only Kirby Downey, a designer, maker, builder, community leader, 3D printing expert, and a key member of the SolidWorks community. Kirby shares his advice and knowledge on getting started in 3D printing, along with many tips and insights for makers, do-it-yourselfers, and hobbyists. So, let's jump right into the interview. So, where, where are you living now? So, I'm living just outside of London at the moment. Okay, um, nice. But I'm originally from South Africa. Right, uh, right. I did see that. Yeah, I lived my whole life there and studied product design out that side. That's where I kind of got introduced to SolidWorks and designing things. And it's, it's quite interesting. Like I, I was given this tool by the university. You know, the, the, the tool was given to us to design our products. And I saw more with it. I saw a tool that I can create anything that I wanted to. And being a big gaming and film nerd kind of thing I really wanted to make the things that I really enjoyed you know if if I saw something in a video game or a movie or a series you know to be able to kind of replicate that that was quite interesting and here's this tool that could could do that and then that led me to discover 3d printing so you were a product designer right you said your degree yeah, was product, design. product okay, design. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah me as well I, I've done <laughs> I only did a few years of work with that, and then somehow I ended up in marketing. But but it's good, you know. Yeah. No, it's 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 it, it kind of opened my mind to what you can do and the tools. Well, obviously, while studying um, product design, you you learn about material technology and how to like make things with your hands, how to design things, and even we even did business studies with our course. And I've just never done any of that stuff. I've just I just really enjoyed the design side of it and. You know, sitting in a workshop and making the things, you know, design something in a software and then using tools to make it in the real world was a very fascinating thing with me. And 3D printing is a technology that allows me to take those designs and make them into the real world. And yeah, I've just been messing around with that. That's mostly what I do with SolidWorks. I don't use oh, it that's professionally. Great. I don't yeah, use yeah. it professionally for my day to day. If if I do, it's for like making a jig for one of the, the printers at work or a jig to count customers' parts. Um, but it's like once a month. The rest of the time, it's just making really fun things because I can and I want to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. No no better reason than that, right? Because you can and want to. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's I've, I've, I've got Go a swagger presentation and one of the slides is why would you 3D print things? And uh, the last point in that is because you can. This is great. I mean, we just jumped right in, but you know, <laughs> you know, really, t- let's let's start with what you're doing now. And I mean, what, I know we covered that a little bit of that, and then I want to hear where you got started. 
Okay. Well, at, at the moment, I work for a company called 3D Print UK, and uh, essentially, we're just a company that 3D print a lot of plastic. Um, I help maintain and operate about 13 industrial-grade 3D printers from ES machines to HP machines. Basically, we're, we're a printing bureau, so people send us our stuff and we print them. My knowledge of design and that stuff kind of helps out with getting orientation better, speaking to customers about how to design and you know speak their language and be like, you know, if you create a bus here, you put some fillets here, put a draft on here, you're going to get better results. And you know, speaking to these designers, it's much easier. Um, but like right, I said, so you, uh, you so you look at the part when it comes in, you tell them, hey, this isn't going to work, or you need to much. orient this. Yeah, okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's no design work or anything like that, but I, I really enjoy it because I get to see so many different things and work right. with really cool machines. Um, at the moment, I'm busy building a really cool um, TIE Fighter model, a very high detailed TIE Fighter model. Um, I don't know if I'm going to 3D print it or not. It's just something I wanted to <laughs> explore. So I bought a little Airfix model of a, a TIE Fighter and uh, I'm kind of trying to replicate it and try and see if I can add some mechanical properties to it. Um, Another project I've got coming up is um, Magic Wheelchair. So I'll be, you know, using SolidWorks to to design things in there. I recently did a project making my own um, soundboard because I really wanted to add extra sounds to the podcast that I run. At the moment, I've just got really more of a, a fancy one now uh, that does insane stuff. But I wanted to make my own little soundboard, um, and that was kind of a project inspired by I wanted to mess around in X shape and um and X design and SolidWorks and see, you know, what is the capability of working with these different tools in a in a single project. And it was just a fun way to kind of experiment and explore. And I find it very difficult to learn a new software by just clicking around. I have to have an end goal. And having that end goal forces me to kind of figure out my way through all those kind of tools. So I'm, I'm kind of messing around exploring, but a lot of the time, the things that I make, I'll put out for free. People can watch any of the content I create for free. People can download the files that I make for free. Oh, that's awesome. And purely what, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help inspire creativity and I'm trying to help inspire other people to see, wow, if this person can do this you know, using these tools, maybe I could do this as well and I can learn this. Um, I've had plenty of people saying, make this prop for me or make this for me. I'll pay you. I was like, I'd rather spend the time showing you how to do it yourself because that's more valuable than paying me for a prop. And then I don't have to make things for people. I just make things for me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's mostly just, I, I just do my own thing really. Um, and it, it has led me to work with companies such as PlayStation and Bethesda and all these big gaming companies and working with a lot of ga- big gaming YouTubers and that, which has always been a lot of fun, uh, making stuff for their releases and any kind of promotional stuff. Again, just showcasing, you know, this is what you can do with a bit of design and 3D printing. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's fun. That, that does seem like a pretty pretty cool job. I haven't done enough 3D printing to know, but it's, you're probably the resident expert, so that's good. I've, I have been told because I've, I've got a, behind me, I've got a, a resin printer. I've got a couple of FDM printers upstairs, and then I've got the SLS machines at work. So I've dabbled for very long periods of time with all the different type of technologies that people use other than metals, but metals is a whole different ballgame. Right. Um, it's, so still, it's still growing, yeah. Yeah, and with the price of printers these days, I was I was looking the other day for a friend, 
And you can get a good printer for like $150, which probably about five years ago, you wouldn't think about getting a printer for that price uh, or a good quality printer at that price. And now you've right. got people that build farms with these printers, people that do insane stuff with these these really cheap printers. And I always find that the natural progression of people that buy a 3D printer, there's a good chunk of them that would buy it because they're interested in it. They they want to know more. They go onto websites that are like My Mini Factory or Thingiverse and that, these free file deposits, go and download a couple of cool things that people like myself have made and they'll download it. And then they'll, some a lot of them will get kind of bored or they'll want more from it. So they'll start looking around their house and be like, hang on, if I could create this mount, I could do this in my kitchen. Then they start exploring how can they make that, you know, search if that exists online. Maybe it does, but it needs to be edited. So they learn how to edit 3D files or learn how to design. You know, they might use some free, simple software out there, such as like Tinkercad and that, which is just simple blocks, very similar to um, apps for kids kind of thing. Right. And they'll just create a couple of blocks, put it together, and then boom, they've got their first little mount or thing that they've created. And they'll just get that hunger and just want to make more, want to make make more. But you need these more powerful tools such as SolidWorks to really kind of push the limits of the things that you want to do. Right. And now with the, the, the Maker Edition making it you know, $10 to have access to the tools that I'm using to make the things that I make, they can then start watching people like myself and seeing what they're doing and get more inspiration from them by just really watching what they're doing, get inspiration by what they are creating. And then, you know, from that, this fella, he's starting to make props for his own video games and he starts developing his own little kind of prop studio. And these props these props are getting more and more traction. People are commissioning this fella to make all his stuff. All of a sudden, he's, he's making props for adverts and stuff. And then from there, all of a sudden, he's moved into the professional world of design and prop making all because he had this sudden interest in watching some videos on a 3D printer. And I've seen this happen to people already um, who have made that kind of track. And I, I kind of feel like with the access to YouTube and the access to 3D printers and the ac- uh, easy access to design tools, engineers are going to kind of come from home more than straight from university because they're going to find these things on YouTube and kind of how can I pursue this as a career? Maybe that's how they'll kind of look to go into university versus going to a trade fair or something like that to try and see what they want to do with themselves. You know, they can ignite their passions a lot easier. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, like people like Tutal Toby um, and his kind of speed modeling, you know, showing tips and tricks on on SolidWorks. You've got people like... Um, virtual flatcad rob maldonado who's posting a cad model every day and he's i think he's close to a thousand or just reached over a thousand cad models that he's created every single day you got people like emily the engineer on tiktok who's creating just iron man suits and building cool iron man suits that just got millions of people watching um you've got all these kind of creators that are just posting out there and if you know 11 12 year old gets really interested that's a very good doorway for them to get involved with engineering and design. Right. So, so what? How did it start with you? Yeah, obviously you, you started in product design at university, but where where did yeah. that interest come before then? Yeah. Well, I've I've just I've always been a, a nerd. Always enjoyed video gaming, and I've always had an interest of how things work. Um, I've always wanted to know how how certain things work, and I remember getting into trouble with my parents because 
I had one of those salt and pepper shakers that you kind of twist the top and it crunches at the bottom. And I wanted to know how does this thing work? And yeah. sitting at the dinner table taking it apart in pieces and I'm like, wow, okay, that's how it works. Put the back together. But I made an absolute mess, got in trouble for that. But it's that kind of thing of trying to figure out and I think this goes for almost any person in that, that does engineering is that there is that sense of they want to know how things work. They've got this bug that's just you, you want to learn more. Right, right. And, yeah, and, and they're problem solvers, yeah. Yeah. And when I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do coming out of high school, um, I had a meeting with the architecture department at the university and I'm meeting with the product designer uh, department. Product design in South Africa is very, very small. There's only uh, three universities that offer, offer it in the, in the whole of South Africa and they turn over about 20 product designers a year uh, in total in the country. So it's a very, very niche type of study. So I didn't really know what it was, but sitting there and chatting with my head of department, he was explaining to me that everything you see, everything you you look at, there's a very high chance that a product designer dealt with that. If you look at you, you something like a TV, you'll have an electrical engineer busy creating all the electronics for it, giving it that to a product designer to then make it look pretty and sellable. And that really kind of opened my mind because I'm um, trying to figure out how everything in the world works that I see and feel. And here's this avenue that can allow me to really explore that even more and actually start creating these things. And the first time I went to um, a SolidWorks event in Boston, the hashtag there was SolidWorks is everywhere. And that took me straight back to university where my head of department was telling me about how everything has been designed by a product designer or an engineer and you know, it all just came full circle. And with my my love for, for gaming and that stuff, SolidWorks was just became this tool that I can create anything I ever wanted. Um, I can design anything I ever wanted. And then discovering 3D printing, put those two tools together, I could design what I want, but I can also make what I want. And I very quickly learned that I wasn't the only one that wanted these things. I will put the stuff on Reddit and people would be like, that's amazing, where can I get it? And I'd post them onto these uh, free file deposits like My Mini Factory. People would download them by the thousands, like tons and tons of people. And I'm still getting, like I was up, these are files that I uploaded probably about six years ago. I'm still getting messages today about people that are still printing my things and still saying they love the stuff that I make and they love wow. the models that I've made. And it's still relevant. People are still using them. So I, I think you've made some great points about how people can just start and they tinker and they can build into a whole career out of this. But what, what advice would you have for uh, 16-year-old Kirby or younger people who are just interested in tinkering and, and 3D printing? What's the opportunities for them or, and, and what's the next step for them? What's oh, your well, advice for them? Yeah. For myself, it would have been get that 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I know you've already inspired me to. That's it. Exactly. So, so, so the advice is see what other people are doing, but challenge yourself to produce yeah. whatever you want yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, get, get, get inspiration. See what other people have done. What other people are doing. You may find a tutorial that will tell you exactly how to create what you want. Yeah, tutorial. Um, yeah. Rather watch but, YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, but go go. Go look what uh, what's out there. Go find some some inspiration and go out and make things. I mean, probably one of the most inspirational things that I really enjoy doing is going to 3D Experience World because you meet all the people and what they're all doing and you're showing what, what you're doing and everybody's blown away with each other's stuff. 
that you walk away that you just want to create things. People like Jason Poole, just the way he talks, just makes me want to make things. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's an inspiring guy, yeah. Yeah, like the whole idea from, of making this TIE fighter was I saw someone made a really cool model of a TIE fighter. I'm like, I need that in my life. I need to make that. I need to, I need to look at something like that and say, I made that. Yeah, just kind of go to events, do things that inspire you, and try and find, you know, a good channel on YouTube that you know could help you push your limits, help inspire you to create insane stuff. And just you know, comment on there. You'll find people that will learn it. That will help you out. And get involved in forums on like um, Reddit and that. People are there to help you out. Right, right. Um, the user group network is fantastic. You know, I I've always believed in like kind of user groups and hanging out with other kind of people that want to learn about SolidWorks or any other kind of passion. I'm in a group uh, of uh, adult fans of Lego, AFOLs, and we just hang out and talk Lego. Even Facebook groups are great, but the user group network. There wasn't one here in London. I was like, all right, well, tough. But then I learned I could start my own, and I now run the the SolarWorks user group for London. Awesome, uh, awesome. Um, that's surprising yeah. there wasn't one. That's that's great, but glad you're running it, yeah. <laughs> and, and since then, we've now got, I think, four different user groups in the UK. Wow. I'm the committee rep for um, for Europe, and I'm helping them grow the, the SolarWorks user group network in, in, in the UK and around Europe. But your user group networks is also a great place to get inspired and ask questions. I right. mean, I always say to them, it's like, you don't have to work in SolarWorks or use SolidWorks on the daily to come and learn. You know, come hang out, meet people, get inspired and get some advice. You know, I always tell them it's like if all my, my members, if you have any questions, ask me. And if I don't know, I'll find someone who can ask answer your question. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I was gonna ask it. I was just about to ask about community, but that's it. You <laughs> had to find your own user group community, the online communities. We could talk about makers a little bit as well. I know you're involved with the maker community as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I was working a lot with the community side of uh, the community advocates of, of SolidWorks and saying to them, we need to get more more makers involved, more makers to the shows. And, you know, we started getting the small little group of makers involved and we all started becoming friends. And one thing that we learned is you have people like myself and, and Luke Daly and, and Johnny Harrison who are these Big nerds, you know, majority Star Wars nerds, hanging out with these engineers who are making like massive machines um, and talking about Star Wars, nerding out about Star Wars. And I've always said that these events, we're all there because of SolidWorks. Can I say it better myself? <laughs> so, so you just pick up tips and tricks at what, you know, because everybody, if if I asked you to design something, ask. Nick Daly designed something. You guys may do it, design it totally different to get to the solution. But but workflow is a big part of that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's an interesting analogy that I've always had kind of spoken about is that if you go to a hundred people and you give them a hundred blocks of Lego each, and you say to each of these people, you need to make a duck with these Lego pieces that you have. At the end of it, you're going to have a hundred ducks. But every single one of those ducks is going to be different. But they're going to be ducks. It's the exact same thing in SolidWorks. You ask an engineer to make an item, he's going to make that item, but he's going to make it completely different to everybody else because every person person has their own workflow. I get quite concerned about following people's tutorials 
word for word because you're going to get stuck in a rut and you won't be able to explore on your own because you're going to be quite scared of going out of that comfort zone. Right. So watching multiple people's way of making a car, for example, or a rim of, of a car, if you watch three different people make that rim, you see how they get from point A to point B. And you can try and extract kind of where they started, what they did next, um, and how they got to the end result. That kind of information kind of helps you figure out a problem that you might have. To me, I feel like 90% of a CAD problem or a design problem is where do you start? It's a good point. That's a great point. The only question I think I have left would maybe be, what's the future of makers and what can we see more in the future? So, I mean, here's an example. On Facebook, you've got a group called the Replica Prop Forum, or known as the RPF. They've got a online forum as well. Almost any or almost every prop maker uses that website or that page and they share information with each other. That's got close to 100,000 members and is still growing. You know, there's 100,000 people that are making things and creating things that could use SolidWorks Makers Edition. And you've got tons of other like subcategories. You've got maker groups specifically for a specific show or, um, you know, you've, you've got makers that are doing stuff with chocolate. There's a, there's a company that makes these little desktop vacuum formers and they're always sharing what crazy stuff chocolate makers are doing with that. So makers aren't just people that make things, you know, with, with props. You know, they, they're people that build PCs. They're people that build with Lego. They're people that just are creating things. And more and more people are discovering these kind of hobbies and these things by exploring social media, stuff like TikTok and, and YouTube and that's, and, and Instagram, they're great places to kind of see someone do something cool and think to yourself, actually, I want to do that. Joel Fielding is, is a good example. He built his own CNC machine in his garage. Um, he's a maker. He's not really making props, but he's making really cool things. So they, they're everywhere and you just need to try and find them. <laughs> <laughs> they're usually in a hole in their garage making things. But yeah, they're out there, and if if they're watching their favorite YouTuber talking about SolidWorks for makers, and they're saying, "Check out this thing that I made using this tool," a lot of them will be like, "You know what? If you've done that, and I've watched many of your videos, and I've done a lot of the stuff that you've done, I can do that too." Hey, if if, if a thousand people download Maker Edition and they start their own business in a couple of years' time because they've just been inspired by it, they're going to inspire other people and continuously inspire others. Great. Excellent. Doing good things, Kirby. Thanks again. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Kirby. If you are a maker or inventor looking for a community in which to share ideas and collaborate and learn more about the many tools SolidWorks offers for makers, go to SolidWorks.com maker and join the Makers Made in 3D community a space where all are welcome to learn, engage, discover, share knowledge, and network with other makers. Again, learn more at SolidWorks.com maker. I'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at SolidWorks.com podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep on innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave us a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.